Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and before we get started, if you want to know exactly how to win again and again, go to WydellOnWinning.com forward slash webinar now to watch something I've put together for you. Now let's get going into this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind. I am here with Seth Resnick this afternoon, folks. Seth Resnick, a star of the photography world in any place you can go in photography, from the corporate to the, uh, uh, you know, selling, marketing, to training, uh, from the technical side to the uh, uh, accomplishment side. I mean, Seth has been there. He's done the lectures. He's done every event. He's traveled the world. And uh, if, if you defined master photographer, I mean, Seth Resnick, you know, if there's a grandmaster or master photographer category, you would look and you would find you could just do no better than look at his achievements to define what a master photographer is. And in the prime of his career, too, that's the amazing thing. I mean, he's got what's that? You'd like to meet this guy. Yeah. And uh, so, welcome, Seth. Thanks for uh, joining. Nice to be here. And uh, Seth, you know the uh, uh, you're you're today in uh, Jupiter still. Uh, yeah, West Palm. Yeah, yeah, West Palm, Jupiter. Uh, I'm not sure what they call that area, but uh, it's, West, it's technically it's West Palm. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, and uh, got the family, living life, traveling the world, except for uh, COVID, and ha has what many people would believe is a dream life and it did not happen by accident let me tell you uh seth is a tough customer he's earned every uh notch on his uh uh status level out there and so you know it's going to be fun to hear seth you talk about where you came from where this idea came from what particular of all the uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of huge achievements you have. Are you the most proud of, uh, would you say? It's, that's, a, that's a tough question, but I started out in journalism and every day, was, every day was an adventure and every day was something new. And I got to learn, um, I always said, I got to learn a little bit about everything and a lot about nothing. But I was, I was introduced to everything from um, being on Air Force One to a heart lung transplant to two years in the burn unit with a little girl to um, the first uh, Tim Berners-Lee who invented, literally invented the web and uh, uh, Rodney Brooks who invented the Mars rover that just um, landed this week. So that's a, wow. that's a broad synopsis. Wow. Unbelievable. And uh, uh, how did this all, you know, if people dig into your life story from the beginning, where would, uh, where would you point them? Um, I'd point them to looking at themselves of what they really want to do, what really drives them. Yeah. And for me, um, I still have a massive uh, exotic tropical fish collection. I've had it since I was probably four years old. Really? And, um, at age in seventh grade, I decided that 
there were no um, books that were really written about keeping um, a reef aquarium with living coral. And um, I had a newsletter at that time called The Legal Reefer. No pun intended. <laughs> Um, and, I, and I wrote a book and it got, I got to the point where I, um, I had a manuscript. I needed photographs. I thought, okay, piece of cake, took out the yellow pages, found a photographer, interviewed him, said, I want to photograph these fish. He said, no problem. I think it was $300 a day. That was about $297 more than I wanted to spend on photographs for a book. So I thought this can't be a big deal. And I went out and bought a camera and suddenly became fascinated with the physics of where the camera has to be and where the light has to be and how many lights in order to control the background. And um, I never finished the book and never looked back. And um, that's, that literally was where my intro in photography went. And then it was always a matter of, in a lot of ways, um, as a professional photographer, a lot of it was a formula. I don't enter contests. I used to, in part because who's judging it? There you go. And all you really know is if it's good. Right. And if you feel it isn't good, the rest of the world can tell you it's awesome and you know it isn't. Right. And if you think it's not good and the rest of the world tells you it's awesome, you're going, yeah, okay, whatever. Right. And at some point with a formula, it becomes habit. And as soon as it becomes habit, I became bored. So the transition from where I started in um, local newspapers, then to magazines, then to advertising, actually the corporate world, and then advertising. And eventually I realized that um, I, I'm, I am good at this, but it's not what I feel inside. And I wanna convey what I really feel inside and the only way to do that is to do it for yourself. The issue there is when you're not working for someone and you're working for yourself, right. money. Yeah. That just doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. So how to make it grow on trees becomes, you know, an issue. And um, you know, it takes time, it takes perseverance. You're you know, you find a gallery, you you find private collectors. Um, I have a newsletter, the circulation of it is now twenty-five thousand. And every time I have a new series or a new edition, I put that information out there and, you know, miracles happen, I guess. Yeah. And uh, when, was that a gradual or was that a... Uh, it was a, a short period of 40 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 1,200 days. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. So you decided, now on that thing... How would you describe that uh, change from you still would do, you know, as a photographer, you still have, you still have your independence, you know, the right place on the right on the right time and the right karma and energy around you. Um, and it, it literally a perfect example goes back to um, 1980 winter yeah. Lake Placid. Uh, I'm freelancing for Sports Illustrated, I'm photographing bobsled, which sounds like a joy, the Winter Olympics, except you're laying on a refrigerated course <laughs> with a winner in Lake Placid, and you're supposed to photograph every single bobsled, and the bobsleds just come down and, you know, it's one after the other, like, what's the big deal? And um, my first day of shooting, 
Um, all the bobsleds are coming down. Mistake number one is I photographed the East German team at that time, still the East German team. And I went up to talk to them and I touched their sled. Well, as an American, you don't touch an East German sled. So uh, we avoid a little international incident. And I go back down and I'm laying and I'm trying to learn about bobsledding. And I see the US Navy bobsled coming down. And I go, wow, those guys are good because they're such a low center of gravity. I can't even see them. And I have a 3028. And as I go to lift the camera, I see the US bobsled team coming down, only learning the sled. And I go click, 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 made the cover of Time Magazine. Wow. And, um, made wow. Uh, the inside of Sports Illustrated. And the icing on the cake for that whole story is 28 or 30 days in Lake Placid. It may seem glorious to the rest of the world, but let me tell you, working 12 hours a day in Lake Placid in the dead of winter and you're, you're exhausted, there's nothing left. And the last event in Lake Placid was the 1980 hockey game. Yeah, right. Versus the Russians. Yeah. And we had about a 0% chance to ever even make a goal. Right. Through so straws. And the loser had to cover that game. Ah. The loser. Wow. I didn't know that. And to this day, it's one of the greatest moments in sports history. Um, yeah. It's right up there. Did I plan it? Of course not. I mean, there, but, you know, again, persistence, you know, I'll, I'll take the losing straw. I'll go do what I have to do. And, and that turns out awesome. Photographing the Olympics next to me at that time was a guy named Rich Clarkson who then became the director of photography in National Geographic. And so lots of little things that, you know, you're, but he's working. You're, you're, you never give up and you believe in yourself. Hey, listen, there's a lot of information online, but there aren't a lot of people who have actually done something. In my case, I've actually built a successful business that's accrued over $5 billion in assets under management and has done well even during trying time. Now, if you want to know exactly how I've done this, go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now. I've compressed a decade of learning into five short weeks just for those of you who want to give yourself an incredible advantage and are tired of waiting and watching others move up. And how do you go now from getting a camera to uh, take pictures of your fish and, uh, you know, tropical fish and to where now you're, you've got all these corporate things in your sports illustrated, you're at the Olympics. There's got, there's a transition in there somehow. The transition. I, 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 um, I decided in high school, I wanted to be a, a photographer for real. I applied, I uh, drove my parents nuts. I, um, came time to apply to college and most people apply to you know, 20 or 30 colleges. And I said, no, I'm applying to one school, Syracuse University, the Newhouse School, and um, early decision. And my dad said, and, and what's your backup? I said, there is a backup. That's, That's it. Um, um, miraculously, I got in and, um, um, you know, basic photo school, all kind of fun and well. Um, my two roommates at that time, um, both today, I mean, amazing photographers in their own right. Um, Stephen Wilkes, who has done the Dan right. 
night to day series and other stuff. And uh, Bob Sasha, who's had four or five covers for Geographic over the years, we were all roommates and we went to London together, theoretically to study photography. Uh -huh. I, I kind of went to ski most of Europe, but photography was a, a, good, a good part of it. Yeah. Um, we had a class trip to Scotland and um, we had an amazing professor. His name was Tom Richards, Dr. Tom Richards. He's still alive. TR, we called him. And um, we said, so if we were to get in a car and we were to take a wrong turn, could we meet up you, with you in a week? And he and he had a he had a, a Kentucky accent and a and he and I'm gonna imitate it really badly, but he basically said, "Boys, you know I'm in charge of watching out for you, and I can't give you permission to do anything that's wrong. But I'll tell you what, we're gonna go up to that light and we're gonna take a right, and you might want to take a left. And as long as we meet up next Saturday, we're good. And we had we had four days of the most amazing photographic experience, no instructor, the three of us yeah. from Scotland. We, we all bonded, we came back, um, we produced, um, we each produced an amazing body of work. We got accepted into the Royal Photographic Society in London. And ah. then I got, in, uh, I got an internship while I was in London to start at the Syracuse newspapers when I got back. Yeah things fell into line but you got talk about making it happen uh because like it, in those situations it's just like with a fish and the cameraman you know that that didn't compute to do so you had to make something else happen then you know photography as a career i'm sure uh you were you everybody wasn't on your side with that and you know and i'm sure there's a lot of people there were all kinds of photographers and way back when um one of the things that's guided me and it's a question i ask every photographer that comes for advice is it's not what the photographs are of it's what they're about yeah when you can figure out what they're about then you have a guiding light and yeah. i it took me a short 40 years to understand that what i actually photograph uh, is an energy that I feel between myself and the subject, no matter what, no matter what that subject is. Yeah. And um, uh, I'm compelled, I'm drawn to it. It's almost like a fifth or sixth sense. Um, and I stay focused on that. I'm not, you know, um, I'm not a generalist. I'm, I'm very, very specific, but my subject can be from people to Animate, inanimate can be anything. As, as long as I connect with that sense of energy, um, then I, I find that's what guides me. Obviously, that's going to relate to why so many people pick up a camera. You know, the thing, <laughs> uh, I never worried uh, when I heard the thing that, you know, cameras are so good now anybody could buy it pick up a camera and take a good picture so you know photographers are out of business and i said take a picture yeah and, uh, yeah i said yeah that that's true why don't you go take one then you know <laughs> bring bring me one back <laughs> it's not it's not it's not in the the camera the camera uh, by itself it's it's uh you got to drive you know you can have a ferrari and it's not going to win uh a race you got somebody's got to get behind and drive the damn thing you know and uh, where, 
What, what were things that you saw on your way up, Seth, as you're doing and that occurred to you that you were doing or the top people were doing that you admired that maybe other people wouldn't do, wouldn't make happen, changes they wouldn't make in their own life. They, they wouldn't push themselves forward. Guidance from people I respected, including my dad, who was in construction and said, don't ever do a job unless you're going to do it right. And that's still, I mean, it, it's something that still guides me today. Um, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go, I'm going to learn about it, whatever it takes to learn about it. Also guidance from, um, from, uh, fellow photographers who, um, to this day, you know, enlighten me, Jay Maisel, Susan Maisellis, Arthur Meyerson, Eric Miola, well, they've all become dear friends, John Paul Caponegro, um, you know, and, and taking a little bits of pieces of, of, of their journey and, and how they took it to heart and how they went from point A to point B. Um, and I think in the end, it ultimately comes down to um, believing in yourself. That's critical. Honesty, integrity, and perseverance. And, and that, that may sound that may sound like, oh yeah, that's what everybody says. But in the end, that's really true. You don't give up. You don't give up on yourself. If you really believe in it, just keep, you know, keep on going. Yeah. And uh, by the way, we've had uh, John, John Paul. I've interviewed him. And oh, uh, cool. yeah, yeah. And I didn't know. What Jay, I can't find Jay Mazel anymore. Is he still uh, rattling around in that big place yeah, up there? In he's in, in Brooklyn. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's in his 90s. He's awesome. Uh, if that's Jamie, say hello for me. Uh, <laughs> nope. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, when we don't, you know, this comes up quite a bit and everybody kind of blows it off, but you know, you are, one thing you are in the marketplace is your talent and your product and everything. But another thing is your, and this, people don't talk about it, your credentials in terms of if people can trust you, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past, you know, but you just rattled off, you know, those, good, your last job. good. And, and if people can't trust you, uh, they can pretty much smell a phony a mile away and think people think they can get shortcut the system or take advantage of people, but it not, if you, you're not going to get away with that over time. Right. I mean, you, there's no, there's no secrets and uh, talk about uh, when you've learned that payoff. I mean, where, where did that become, where, where did you figure that out that like, I'm going to stand for something and I'm going to go above and beyond. Not, you know. I, I made photographically, I made a list of keywords of yeah. keywords that are about me and keywords that are about my images. And I don't mean like location or blue or green. I mean, um, things like uh, tranquility, sensuality, um, journey, um, enlightenment. And I, I made a list of words that were powerful words to me. And then I started going through my own images and saying, does this image have all those things? If it had, if it didn't, it didn't mean it wasn't a good image, but it meant mm, I got to relook at that one. 
sometimes there were new words that I realized, aha, that that's a critical part of, of what I do. Um, and sometimes it helped me understand that this is an interesting photograph, but it's not, it's not what drives me. And ultimately it was um, a conflict about um, going to Antarctica, which I've now done 13 or 14 times, cold, a lot of snow, a lot of ice. I love it. And then going to Namibia, the hottest place, driest place on earth. Not exactly, not exactly the same. Right. And why? What is it about those two places that drives me? And I found out, and it's discovery, part of the self-discovery, allowing yourself to open up and lay down on a couch and talk to yourself. Uh, they both have waves. They both have wave patterns. The ice has wave patterns. Right. Sand dunes have wave patterns. I'm a skier. Gee. Yeah. Right. I'm a rock climber. We climb. We never climb straight. Water skiing. Um, kiteboarding. Uh, I never liked football or baseball as a kid. Those were different lines. Yeah. I like S curves. Yeah. And suddenly, I was able to connect. S curves in the ice with S curves in the sand. And that brings me to another discovery. Where else can I find those curves? Right, okay. Then you, so, you know, they're not easy questions. It's not, it's not like you go buy a book and say, how, how, am I gonna, how am I gonna move up the ladder? It's looking inside and saying, how am I gonna move up the ladder? What, what is it that I'm trying to do? What am I trying to accomplish? How am I trying to say it and how am I going to get there? Yeah, it's looking inside that allows you to move up the ladder. Well said. I mean, that's a great introduction. And uh, I appreciate you sharing those insights. Very powerful. And I, if I can, I'm going to get back with you and we're going to talk about those trips and uh, how eye-opening that is in a lot of, why people should consider to go on those things. You know what I'm saying? So uh, appreciate you being and taking this time and sharing. Thanks so much. Well, my pleasure. Thank you, Larry. If you enjoyed what you've heard and are dead serious about finding out for yourself exactly how this works in the real world, I've taken the most valuable business lessons I've learned over 40 years and put them into something for you to watch. Go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now in order to move up as fast as possible. I'm Larry Wydell, and I run the Million Dollar Mastermind. Go, go, go.